Hello, passionate people. You are listening to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, I'm so passionate to share these episodes with you. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. Every week we share new episodes talking with people across the planet who have an inspiring, entertaining and passionate story to share, taking you on a journey to discover your passion. Hello, passionate people. My guest today is passionate with a big P. So Luntra King is a naturopath, healer, artist, author, and so much more. You are really in for a treat with this incredible woman. So Luntra has done so much, it's hard to know where to start and where to end. Her main passion is the inner planes, providing loving service to humanity in the great shift in cycle and the creation of the new earth but also her love of painting, activation art and mandalas, books and essences. So Luntra has travelled to the Mayan pyramids, had missions across the globe, including anchoring the Palladian Living Library and bilocated or teleported to other countries. She hopes to inspire more people to be their true selves and walk their talk and go by their heart instead of being run by their fear. I have so many questions to ask Saluntra, but we are going to do something different to start this podcast and change is always good to shake it up a little, as I say. And Saluntra has requested to start the podcast by sharing her story and allowing her inner self to come through. And I will ask questions when she has finished. So Saluntra King, welcome, welcome to Passion Harvest. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so beautiful and greetings and love to everyone that's viewing this. I'd just like to share with you briefly just some of my experiences. I know they might be a bit different to some of yours, but just expressing the ways that we get connected deeper and deeper to our true self. And I'll just start basically from when I first popped into the planet. When I was three months old, I actually walked in. And people often wonder what walk-ins are. Well, there's different types of walk-ins. There's walk-ins that come in to people who have agreed and the one body leaves and another body comes in fully. But in my case, it was my highest self walking in and I've had that a few times in this life. So for all of you that are really into these energies that are happening now, you're probably finding this is happening for you too. You're finding that old parts of you are just going and leaving and your higher self is walking into you more fully. So this is a very common thing now, whereas when this first happened for me way back in the 50s, it wasn't such a normal thing to happen. As I went along my journey, of course, I wasn't into the third dimension at all. I found it very difficult, especially as my higher self had really walked in. I found being here very alien, and it took me a lot to try and integrate being here. I couldn't do careers, I couldn't do marriage, I couldn't do having children, I couldn't do earning money, owning property, anything that was third dimensional was just completely alien planet to me. So I had to learn to trust very early on and listen to my heart and go by my inner guidance. And I know for most of you, this is something that's really important for all of us now. And one of my experiences that really helped me to listen to my heart and to know who I was, because I feel out of everything else that we work through, to know who we truly are is one of the most important things of all. 
Now, that doesn't mean to say, of course, you know who you are intellectually, but do you know it from your heart? And does your heart actually scream it to you? I had this experience when I was in my early 20s and I went to a spiritual festival and there was a meditation and some inner work on who am I. So, of course, everyone just started sharing, but they were really saying what they did, not who they were. Then we had to recite all sorts of affirmations. I am light, I am peace, I am clarity, I am love. And then we had to go in and just go into our heart and ask, who am I? Well, my heart just started screaming out, God, God, God. And I was saying to my heart in this word that was coming at me, no, that can't be, that can't be, I'm not God. And my heart just kept screaming it out. Well, anyway, I had to accept that. And I prefer not to use the word God nowadays. That was a long time ago because it has been a mis misconstrued with religions and or dark matrixes and dark gods and all sorts of other little trippers that are around. So I actually prefer to use the word source nowadays. But it changed my whole being. It was like suddenly I became really relaxed. Suddenly I felt really confident. Suddenly I would go to people's places and they'd have sick, sick children or things would be going on. I'd come home, they'd ring me up and they'd say that their children were all peeled. All these things, amazing things just started happening just purely from me connecting and listening to my heart. I also used to do a little meditation to help me to go in and listen in my inner voice and all of these things are on my website. Everything that I'm sharing with you now is actually on my website all for free. So you might want to go and check that out a bit later. But I just want to share some other experiences. Um, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life, and I'm sure a lot of you feel like that too. And I found I couldn't do TikTok, which if those of you who don't know that word, it means just nine to five jobs or shift work or just going to a normal job. I, my soul would want to vomit. I just... I just, I just want to physically vomit, even going to a normal job. It was almost like I couldn't do it. Well, anyway, so I let go. And often we have to do this. It's like if we find that something's not working for us, we just have to step out into the void and literally let go. No matter that you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, no matter where you're going to, the money's going to come from, because if you actually do that, it means you're trusting. It means you're coming from your heart. You're coming from the source within you. You're coming from the beautiful, pure energy of creation, and that is your employer, and that employer has unlimited abundance. So you're never going to go wrong. So for a whole year, way back then, this is way back in the early 80s, Everything's a lot faster now, of course. Back then, it took a long time for these things to integrate. But I was just doing market gardening with organic vegetables, growing flowers, and not really knowing. Then one day, I just woke up, had a dream, and it said, learn to be a naturopath. Now, for me, that wasn't a career. I wasn't into careers. I wasn't into worrying about how I was going to earn money. Because I've always trusted, somehow I've always known that everything that is ours comes to us. And it does when you trust and when you come from your heart. But it was a wonderful experience for me because I reconnected to the memory of knowing about energy, understanding how energy worked. I reconnected to learning how to make flower essences. And since then, I've advanced and I make 
all sorts of star essence, higher dimensional star essence, hyperdimensional essences, stargate essences, uh, but that's been a journey as well. And then I found the first time I teleported, because I used to be into crystals back in those days, crystals didn't even have the word crystals, it was rocks and gems and it was from the lavatory shop. But I started to make do crystal layouts. And I remember one time I was doing this healing on someone and sending energy through them with this crystal layout, these beautiful crystals all over them. One minute I was down at their feet, the next minute I was up at their head and I hadn't physically moved there. That was my first experience of teleporting. I've had other experiences of teleporting, but all of them have been spontaneous. And I would say to any of you that want to have any of these kind of multidimensional experiences, because I've had lots of them and I'll share a few more with you in a minute, but don't try and do it. And my higher self really emphasized that. And it said to me, just only love. And so in this life, I put all my effort and energy into coming more from my heart, healing myself from within coming from unconditional love and acceptance. And I had a huge experience of that once when I used to do healing. I haven't been a naturopath since 1992. I've moved on from all of that. But way back in those days when I was doing it, I was sharing, I was sharing with a friend who was an astrologer. Anyway, there was this presence in the room, this being, which was I didn't know quite what this being was. She didn't know who this being was. Anyway, by the time I got home, I was crawling into the doorway I could I couldn't even hardly move I crawled onto the bed and in those days my partner at the time he would pray through Christ and before that always worked because dear old Christ was always there to help out but this time I had to learn that Christ was in me it wasn't some beautiful being on the outer planes and so that night I had all these dreams of zombies and all this freaky stuff going on and I woke up the next morning, I was totally freaked out. I rang up a friend of mine. She said, oh, yes, there's these beings that do zombies and everything. It brought up even more fear. Anyway, the next night I went back to bed. I thought, oh, no, I'm going to get zapped again. What's going on? And then the little voice just said to me, what does God do? And my inner self said, loves and accepts. Well, that being, that dark being just went. And then from then on, I was really on my path with this whole thing of unconditional love and acceptance because that's what the source energy does and so if we come from that state then we can't go wrong we can breathe and do deep breathing I used to hang out in the Himalayas I never went near ashrams or I wasn't into gurus or any of that stuff I'd just go and sit on rocks all day long and just be guided by my inner self wherever to go and hang out and go on these amazing trippy journeys but my inner self just said to me, the secret is in the breath. And so, of course, it is. And just as just normal abdominal breathing and just breathing in golden light, the highest vibration of divine love or the 13 rays of the rainbow. We're now working with 13 rays, not just seven. And that's on my website as well, all of this stuff. And anyway, I just found that Everything was just healed by this deep breathing, this love and acceptance, even really physical things that I had going on with my body at the time would just be transmuted because I was coming from the divine in me and I was using that energy and what the creator does. Well, anyway, as we went along this journey, of course, 
it doesn't get easier. Sometimes it gets more challenging because bottom line is the deeper you go, the more you get into yourself and working on the inner planes and understanding these things, the more challenges you actually get because your inner self is pushing you and forcing you to step it up, step it up, step it up. So, of course, I had to go through a lot of full-on things. Another experience I had was I had, when I was still being an naturopath and seeing people, the social services people wanted to come and visit me because of this woman and child I'd helped previous. Well, anyway, that brought up so much fear in me. I couldn't believe the fear. It was just unbelievable. For a whole week before I had this appointment, these people were coming around to visit me. It triggered everything you could imagine. And most deepest thing it triggered in me, apart from fear of authority figures and all that sort of stuff, was that I had been annihilated in the past. I had been persecuted for who I was. And I had been killed many times. And they could always take my body, but they could never take my soul. Well, this time I realized after all my deep breathing into all these fears, they could not take my body either. And then, of course, I had to have some initiations to understand what that really meant. Sure, I did that on the inner. I felt great when I would got through all that fear. Those people came and interviewed me. It was no big deal, of course, and, and nothing ever happened. I hadn't done anything wrong. But boy, did they trigger me. And then I had an experience when I was in Mexico. I've been to Mexico many times. I love it there. There's lots of countries I love. But anyway, I was told I was going to have an initiation. I've been guided to this pyramid site down on the border with Guatemala. And it had just been excavated by the archaeologist. And so they hadn't put all the bars up, blocking all the doorways into the pyramids and everything. But anyway, I woke up at about 3 a.m. in the morning. I had to, from Chitmal down in the bottom of, of the Yucatan Peninsula, I had to get a bus way out to this little village. Then I had to walk eight kilometres along the road to get to the site. And the site was still closed because it was really early morning. Anyway, I went into this other site called Chichinana, and there were light beings everywhere. And I went into this temple that had a serpent's mouth. Now, I love serpent energy. And I can I'll tell you some more stories about serpents in a minute, but I honour the serpent energy totally because it is the absolute wisdom. It's the life force energy. Serpents and dragons are also our ancestors, the first ones that came here and created electromagnetic energy grid. Well, anyway, and the doorways, of course, the serpent doorways, the interdimensional doorways. I went into this temple, the serpent temple, and then the total honour and meditated. As I came out, I wasn't walking on the earth. I was walking on the stars. To me, that was just normal. To me, the difficult stuff is trying to be a human in 3D world and operating in this whole negative matrix that's been set up. That's the hard stuff and breaking through that. But anyway, I was walking on the stars and then the next thing, I was back walking on the road. Then I walked down the road to Beacon, which is the place where I was told I was going to have the initiation. Beacon means in Mayan, pathway of the serpents. And it's the Kundalini, of course, and it's an initiation site. Well, anyway, I walked in there. I had a torch. There was, there was not hardly anyone there. I went to this plaza. There was two pyramids at the end of it, the palace on each side. I was saying to my inner self, oh, I'm meant to have an initiation here, thinking it was going to be some amazing cosmic blast like I normally had, not realizing what an initiation really was about. 
Well, anyway, suddenly I saw this guy watching me with this red cap and he was a workman there and he had a machete and my inner self didn't warn me. So anyway, I walked out of the plaza and I started walking through the pathway. The next thing I'm guided off the pathway, I'm breaking my way through the jungle and I come to the side of the pyramid. There's a doorway there. It hasn't been blocked yet because the site has only just been excavated. So I tuck up my skirt. I get out the torch. I'm going through the tunnel, crawling on hands and knees. The tunnel was only big enough to crawl on hands and knees. Finally, after a lot of crawling through this tunnel in the dark with my little torch, I get into the inner chamber of the pyramid where the sarcophagus is. There's all rubbled stairs going up to the top of the pyramid. It's where the Elcyon, the central sun, comes through and where the initiate is in the sarcophagus. I'm standing there. There's no sarcophagus anymore, but it's just all rubble. And I'm saying to my inner self, well, what do I do now? My inner self says, just wait here. Then I hear this noise of someone coming through into the through the pyramids, through the through the path, through the tunnel that I've crawled through. I'm expecting it to be tourists, like dumb little naive that I always am, but it isn't. And then the next thing, there's no torchlight, and the next thing, here's this guy that I'd seen with the red cap and the machete, and he's right in front of me. He's trying to grab the torch out of my hand. He's got the machete, and he's ready to hack into me. My first reaction is, I don't believe this. My next reaction is, there's no way no one is touching me. Amazon woman steps in. And then just out of my, spontaneously out of my heart, because when you connect to your heart, everything comes from you. This light language, but it wasn't lovey-dovey light language. It was full-on stuff. And I just spoke these power words that came out of my being. My only thought is, I'm out of here. I pushed him away and I thought, I can't climb up the steps of the pyramid because he'll catch me. So I've got to go back through the tunnel. But now I was no longer crawling on hands and knees through the physical stone tunnel. I was now standing up, running through a tunnel of light. Of course, dum-dums me didn't realise that that was my initiation. I get to the edge of the pyramid. I look at all the jungle and I'm saying to my inner self, thinking, oh boy, you'll be able to catch me through the vines of the jungle. What do I do now? My inner self says, go to the front of the pyramid. Anyway, I see him. He's gone up through the stairs and climbed down and he's running into the jungle with machete, completely freaked out. And then I'm saying to my inner self, what do I do now? Would you believe I got hungry and I'm busy eating my avocados and tortillas that I brought with me? And then my inner self says, go back to the pyramid. We'd seen this guy. So I go back. I'm walking through the jungle with my water bottle thinking, if I see that bastard, I'm really going to give it to him. Anyway, I get there. I sit there. The next thing my inner self said, that was your initiation, the power of the word, and you have no fear. But what this experience taught me, and I've had many others like this since, but just to share it with you, because you don't have to go through this experience, I've done it for the collective, but what it's showing us is, no matter what's going down on the physical plane, no matter what's happening with earth changes, with volcanoes, with earthquakes, with huge hurricanes, and storms and we all know what's going on on the planet at the moment and it's pretty trippy and we're really coming into this incredible time now but it's only in the third dimension and that is ruled by fear and control but we are multi-dimensional beings and so if you breathe through your fears it's that simple it's not complex you don't have to do all this complex stuff it's simple as but breathe into your fears and if you do you'll find that you'll go deeper into your heart and then if a day comes when you need to be tested you will just automatically switch in and you will suddenly come from your heart you will have no fear and you will hold that higher energy of you the being
that you hold the energy through all worlds and dimensions. And just explaining a bit more about being the beam, the BM, because that's what we're here to do. Many years ago when I was a naturopath, I used to help people with entities, with disincarnate souls. I used to help clear the land with all that stuff. But anyway, when it was time for me to let go of doing this whole healing thing in 1992, I wasn't in that zone anymore. And so I got tested with that as well, of course, as usual, always get tested. And I was actually in America. I used to travel a lot with no money. I rocked up there as well and was guided to meet these people. Anyway, these beautiful people who lived in Santa Fe took me out to the Scalastillo Basin. There was serpents all the hills all over the, there was over the landscape, amazing energy. There was serpents inscribed on the rocks that the Indian people had put there, the Hopis or the, or the Asani people. And anyway, we found this village that had been completely destroyed in about, about 700 years ago. And I said to these beautiful people, I said, do you know what happened there? And anyway, the Comanches had come and invaded and killed, scalped, raped, tortured the Hopis or the Asanis that lived there very peacefully. Of course, I wanted to help because I knew that there was still a lot of trauma there, trauma in the land, trauma through the ethers, trauma for those souls that had had experienced that, the victims and the victimizers, both, it's all one. And so I was no longer into clearing entities like I used to before and sending them to the light and doing all that stuff. So I said to my inner self, what do I do? I want to be of service. And so my inner self said, just hold the beam. Just come from absolute unconditional love and acceptance. And so in that moment, I saw myself as a being through all worlds and dimensions, through all time and space. I also saw that all those souls, they sure they'd had that one experience in that lifetime where they'd been slaughtered and terrible things had gone down, all the victimizers of that would be traumatized as well on some levels. But I saw them through all their lifetimes and in this lifetime in this body, in all these places all around the earth. And so I knew that by holding the beam through all worlds and dimensions and all time and space, I didn't need to interfere in their story or their journey, which I had been doing before. Of course, I've been doing it from love in my heart, but I needed to step it up as we're stepping it up now. We keep stepping it up and going deeper and deeper into ourselves and into our, into our being of who we truly are. And so I realized that I don't have to do anything. All I need to do is hold that energy and be this beautiful being. And every, everyone, when they're ready, because everyone has their own timing. And it's none of our business. And we can never judge anyone that's still asleep or just waking up. That everyone is a divine being. Everyone is pure love. And no one is better or less or more evolved or less evolved than anyone else. And it's none of our business. But all we can do in our pure service and love is to work on ourselves, get ourselves to the point where we can be the beam and we can hold that energy through all worlds and dimensions. And then when those souls are ready and only in their own timing, not ours or our judgments or anything else, but then they can come through that beam and they can shift in an instant and not just through one lifetime, but through all worlds and dimensions and through all time and space. And I know we've got a time thing happening here with this talk, so I'm going to just close up a minute here and just finish with one more thing about being the beam because right now I'm, 
there's a million things I could tell you about. We just don't have time. But one last thing I want to share with you at the moment while I'm in this little flow is what's happening now. Because I myself have been into physical mortality. I've experienced no breath. I've experienced being my body of light. But I'm still here and I'm still in my body. And I still go through huge challenges all the time. And I've been through some major challenges with my physical body in recent times. It's not like I'm perfect or anyone is perfect. We still have these incredible um, experiences and challenges that are pushing us to the limits all the time, helping us to step it up. But what's happening now, and I notice in my own journey, and because I'm always owning my staff, and it, and it gets more multidimensional as you go along, it gets really cosmic, and we are from beyond the beyond as well. So there's a lot of things there that we're unifying within ourselves. But amazing things are happening to our body at the moment, and I know this is happening to a lot of people. In 2014, I discovered that I had no chakras. Now, I'd worked on my chakras for years. I was—I even developed the whole activation of the chakras and the light bodies, activating them all. Um, and so I was really into chakras. I've been working with my light bodies for years as well. I've got lots of stuff on that and lots of things to help people with that on my website as well. But suddenly, my chakras had dissolved. Now, this is an organic process. I would never say to anyone to try and make this happen because then you're coming from control, which is actually coming from fear. And then you get into the dark side again and you're actually back being a black magician trying to manipulate the energies. So I hope you understand that. This happens organically when you keep working from your heart and from love and just doing the best that you can. But anyway, my chakras dissolved. I didn't feel any different than I do before or now. It's the same when that guy tried to kill me in the pyramid and I went through like, I never felt any different. You don't because in the greater reality, we are divine beings. We are multidimensional. We are these most incredible beings that are here and we're bringing it into the physical body as our physical body is becoming light. And this is happening full on for us all right now. Then in September 2017, I was told my Kundalini had dissolved. Now, I didn't even think, how did that happen? You've got to have your Kundalini. It's your life force energy. Well, anyway, I asked for a sign. I was an Iona at the time, and there was wild winds and pouring rain. And, and anyway, this butterfly just appeared out of nowhere and started dancing around me. It was not butterfly weather, I can tell you. I was soaking wet, even though I had all my wet weather gear on. And here was this butterfly, and then, okay, my Kundalini's dissolved. I discovered later that now I have wormholes that actually come through me. They're changing as well, too, all the time. But wormholes are also the serpent energy, and that actually connects me, not just because with the Kundalini, it only connected me to so far in my own development and what I could access in the higher realms. But with the wormholes, they connect me through all the realms and dimensions, through all time and space, um, and through the beyond the beyond um, and the higher realms that I've been accessing as I keep clearing myself and working from my heart. And then even just the other day, I discovered I don't have meridians anymore. Don't ask me what that means because I haven't kind of gone there with that yet. But this is all a process that we're all going through and so many others are going through it as well. But again, 
don't think there's something wrong with you if you if you're only just starting to work with your chakras or you're only just starting to learn these things because there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing that you have to do there's nothing that you have to attain you already are it the only thing is to keep connecting to your heart listening to your inner wisdom coming from your heart and your love as best you can being of service wherever you can and that's not mean you don't have to be like me i work in a bigger picture i work on the inner planes so what that's just what i do because that's my joy you can be looking after your family that's the most important job on the planet looking after your children and bringing them up or if you're you clean toilets or you whatever it is you work in an office there's nothing lesser than that that is all beautiful and it is you are doing a great service so whatever you do do not compare yourself with anyone else do not think you are less than anyone else because you are not you are the most beautiful divine being you could ever imagine and you just need to own it and then you will start being it more and more so anyway i'll let Wish to have, um, have some time to talk now. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> that was a lot of information to digest. Yeah, well, we didn't have much time, but I just all, all I can tell you as well. But anyway, I kind of thought, okay, we're giving the fast 130 minute time. <laughs> <laughs> no need to hurry at all. Um, I guess, you know, a lot of things went over my head and I'm going to have to re-listen to it just to fully understand it. Um, I love your central theme of follow your heart and move through fear. For me, that resonated the most. It was a central theme that came throughout your um, talk. Yeah. Um, I guess I understand it, but for maybe a lot of our listeners, how do you listen to your heart? Well, two things. Um, the secret is in the breath. So for a start, just do some deep abdominal breathing. Just means breathing in very slowly as your tummy expands out, holding that breath and slowly breathing out. That will just connect you and get you into the stillness more. Then you can just breathe and tell yourself, I'm going deeper and deeper into my heart. I'm going deeper and deeper into my heart. And just tell yourself you're doing that. Fake it until you make it. Also, I have a little exercise that can help you to go and listen into your inner voice more because we all know that our brain is always telling us all the stuff all the time, our mind chatter, and often it leads us astray quite a lot. But it's so important that we learn to listen to our inner voice it's not like you have to meditate and your and your head's going blah, 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 and you think oh i'm supposed to be silent it's not about that it's about focusing and focusing your awareness on one particular thing so sure your mind can be going blah, 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 but breathing and you're focusing and you're bringing your focus in with your breath or you can just look at a candle or you can look at a flower and just tell yourself that over and over again to train your mind to focus. And then there's a simple little exercise that you can use. And do you want me to do that with everyone now? Just Sure. Okay, everyone. Um, first of all, if you'd just like to take some nice, deep, slow breaths in, abdominal breathing. So as you breathe in, you're just going deeper and deeper into your heart. 
just holding that for a minute and just slowly breathing out and just letting go as you breathe out of all the hustle and bustle of what you might have been doing before. We're just connected here now. And then I want you to just be aware that you are connected to the source of all that is in divine love and oneness. And we're aware of that outer source and the inner source. So first of all, we're aware of the outer suns. So we're aware that we connect through the sun, the central sun, the greater central sun, to the source of all that is. And that beautiful golden light comes down through your higher chakras. It comes down your head. It comes down your neck. It comes down your chest and right into the sun in your heart. And just imagine there's a beautiful golden sun right in your heart and it's glowing and radiant. That's the sun of yourself divine presence as that golden light goes down through your body down through your legs down and out through your feet right down through the earth as you connect to the heart of our mother the inner earth sun then aware of that beautiful energy of the inner earth sun as it flows back up through the earth up through your feet your legs up through your pelvis up through your body in through your heart and the sun in your heart up through your chest, your neck, your head, out through your higher chakras, back through the suns to the source. It's now focusing on your breath as you go deeper and deeper into that beautiful sun in your heart. And just be aware of that sun because that's your total connection to the source within you, your divine presence. And that sun is glowing so bright that it's radiating out through every cell of your body as every cell of your body is tingling and radiant with light. Every cell remembers its divinity. Every cell is alive, tingling with life force energy as that radiant golden light goes out through every cell of your body and through your etheric body, emotional bodies, mental bodies, spiritual bodies as you are one gold body of light from the source within you through all your bodies and gold body of light so now you're just more connected to who you are and the beautiful sun that you are and now i want you to think about this might be a problem you have in your life or you could have an issue with someone you might have a question that you'd really like to know an answer about so I want you to think just one thing, just think about this problem or this question. And okay, this problem or this question is in your head, in your mind. So I want you to imagine, okay, this question or this problem is right up there in your head. And I want you to imagine now that there in your head, you've got a box and you're putting this question or this problem in this box. Now you're putting a lid on top of this box. Now I want you to imagine that you're getting some nice wrapping paper and you're wrapping up this box and you're making it into a parcel. And then I want you to imagine now that you're getting some nice ribbon and you're putting the ribbon around this parcel. So here you've got this pretty little parcel and it's right up there in your head and it's got your question or your problem in it. Now I want you to imagine that this parcel with your question or your problem is now starting to move down behind the back of your forehead. This parcel is now starting to move down behind the back of your eyes. 
The stars are starting to move down behind the back of your nose. It's now starting to move down behind the back of your mouth. It's this parcel with your question or your problem in it. It's now moving down into your neck. It's moving down behind the back of your throat, down through your neck. Now this parcel is moving behind your collarbone. Now it's moving down through your chest and now it's dropping, plunk right into your heart center. And that parcel is there in your heart center. Now I want you to ask your heart center that question and trust the first thing that comes to you. Okay, now I'm not going to give you a lot of time for this because the first thing that came to you would have come to you really fast. And if you didn't pick it up, that's fine because your mind would have come in after that and it would start going blip, 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 and whatever it was going to say. But if you didn't get something that spoke to you instantly from that voice in your heart, don't feel bad about it, okay? When I first did this exercise, I had to do it a lot of times to train myself to do it. But keep doing it because you are training yourself to get out of your head and into your heart to listen to your inner wisdom. Now, some of you might have felt a difference in the energy from when it was in your head, that question, to when it came into your heart. Now, even if your heart only said something really basic like, just love and accept it, just surrender to it, but it was your heart saying that, it wasn't your head. Because if your head says that to you, Okay, well, that, yeah, that's the truth, but it's still your head speaking. But when it's your heart speaking and that inner voice that actually speaks from your heart, the voice actually comes from there, well, then it's easier for you to be able to be in that space. So just do that exercise. I, does, I had to do it lots of times until I really got it. And what happened for me was I kept doing it and then I get that question in my heart and my heart would start telling me what it was and then as I went through this process then I would go into okay when I had a question or a problem I just I didn't have to do the visualization anymore but then I just said well what's my heart say about that because I could feel all the blah 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 going on in my head but I just say what does my heart say and then my heart would tell me something often the opposite to what my head was saying but I would always know to trust that voice in my heart and then after that I didn't even have to do that because then I just became so used to listening to the voice in my heart that the voice in my heart was just guiding me all the time so it's a, a process like everything is a process and we have to train ourselves so if you didn't get much just with this little experience we did now please don't be disheartened just know that it's like when you learn to drive a car or play tennis or anything else you've got to practice a few times until you get good and then and then it becomes automatic and then you don't even have to think about it do you and it's the same thing with doing this so just practice and you will get there to listen to your heart because believe me it can help you with everything going in your life on every level
I love that. <laughs> that was great. Um, I, I tried it on myself. So I just wanted to ask you with the visualization. So the box stays in the heart and we ask the question, do we somehow release the box or it just well, disperses? Well, the box just disperses. And the only reason we even do that whole little deal and we, because our mind is happy, right? Our mind is happy imagining it's putting the problem in the box, putting the lid on it, putting the wrapping paper around it, putting the ribbon on it. So the mind is nicely occupied. So we're literally tricking the mind. And then we're telling the mind, yes, it's coming down, it's coming down, it's coming down. So we're doing all that. And then, boing, it's in our heart. So then once it's got in your heart, it really kind of just dissolves because then you're just in your heart and it's, and it's done its job, basically. But we, we are involving our mind. We're getting our little chattery head to still help us. And we're we're helping it, we're using it to help us to get into our heart. So everyone's happy, our mind's happy, and then we get into our heart and our our inner self is even happier because (laughs) now we're starting to listen to our heart. You're one of the happiest people I know. (laughs) Are you always happy? Yes, I am. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> but no idea some of the crap i have to go through in my life <laughs> I, I can imagine does, does anything ever phase you or do you ever get pissed off or upset about anything well i don't get pissed off but i do go into shock and trauma sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't, but i don't stay there for too long i get back on my horse pretty fast i love it <laughs> but i do choose to get pissed off and I'll, I'll give you another little one about anger because as we well, I used to be one of these people that used to didn't think I felt angry because it was so damn suppressed in me. It just wasn't funny, right? Yeah. And um, in our culture, we're also told that it's not appropriate to be angry. So um, you know, we try not to bloody well throw that vase at the boyfriend when he pisses us off, or <laughs> or whatever we're getting enraged about, or go and punch a bloody door out or something. So so. But when you notice you're feeling angry, there's two things you can do. The most powerful thing is, now, the bottom line is your anger, even though you might think you're angry at someone else and someone else has just really pressed your buttons, really, in the greater reality, you're just angry at yourself for even allowing yourself to come and to get into that state of imbalance in the first place. So, really, the anger is always in ourself, even if we think it's from someone else. They're just the gift that's come in to trigger us. That's all. They're, they're the beautiful messenger that's popped in. And often, as we know, we have some pretty good messengers come into our lives as well at times. But so when you feel really angry, no matter what's triggered it, just imagine that you're like a volcano. Okay, so we all know a volcano just explodes, right, and releases. So just imagine that your central channel, which comes right up through the midline of your body, is like the core of a volcano. And that anger, and if you're visual, you can imagine it as red as anger. You can imagine rage as black. We can even have fury as well, because sometimes we can go beyond rage and we can get into fury. And that can just be light or, or just white. And then imagine that this volcano with all this red and black or even this light coming through it and it's coming up and out the top of your head like a volcano exploding 
and that central channel is like a magnet. So it's magnetizing all the anger, all the rage, all the fury, wherever it might be in your body and your energy field because you don't even know where all that anger is stored because that anger can be stored well, obviously in your liver but it can also be stored in other parts of your body and it can also be stored in parts of your energy body so we don't have to go there we're trying to figure all that out but we just know that that central channel is like a magnet magnetizing all the anger all the rage all the fury into that central channel within you and it's coming up and out up and out up and out exploding like a volcano but as it's coming up and out okay we want to take responsibility for our energy so we do not want to dump that energy of all our anger out there into the ethers and to create problems for other beings and people. We take responsibility for all our energy. So as we're doing that, and as the volcano is coming up and out, we're saying that it's being transmuted into divine love and oneness. So that way, we're not putting that anger out anywhere else, but we're transmuting it into divine love and oneness. But with anger, I find with the emotion of anger, you can love and accept, and you can breathe in love and acceptance to fears, jealousy, pain, you name it, all sorts of other emotions and thoughts, negative thoughts. But when it comes to anger, anger and rage and fury need to be released. But obviously we don't want to do that by screaming at someone or bashing someone or breaking something or doing something crazy with our anger. We want to volcano it. And so just remember that central channel is it's coming up and out. It's like a magnet magnetizing all the anger, all the fury, all the rage from all of the cells in your body, wherever it may be, from all of your energy bodies. And it's being transmuted into divine love and oneness as it's coming out. And then you don't have to be visual, but if you're visual, your central channel will just start to become really clear and light. But even if you don't have to be visual, most of us aren't, but you'll just know when you don't feel that anger anymore. But you'll find once you start working on your anger, that you'll probably start feeling more angry than you ever did before because suddenly your higher self is saying, right, she needs or he needs to really start looking at this now. And I noticed when I did this many, many years ago, I couldn't believe how suddenly I was just started feeling angry at just about everything. It was because I suddenly started to realise how much anger I actually had in me. So I just kept doing the volcano. And also you can do something else. If someone really annoys you and they're really pressing your buttons and you feel really angry at them, you can actually send clear red light with love and it has to be, and you don't have to be visual again, but just your intention and energy follows your intention. Clear red light with love and send it to that person until they become light or until you feel better again. And how I found that one out was years and years ago, my partner had this crystal shop and the, and he, and, and the guy that owned the building he was, he was a, um, a drunkard and he was also um, a gambler and he'd rocked along this day and he was really being abusive and not very nice. And anyway, I'd just been visiting the shop and, I, and as I was driving away, I was just feeling quite angry about him. And then my inner self just said to me, send him clear red light with love. So I did and then I felt, and then I suddenly felt better and I felt that the anger had all gone. And then that night when my partner came home, he said to me, he said, you know what, Sandra? 
not long after you left the shop, he said suddenly the landlord became really nice and he became really peaceful. And so that was my confirmation to show me just how effective that was also in not only helping myself, but also helping him as well, that landlord. And so there are two little ways that you can release anger. And they're also on my website. So if you don't remember, um, they're there. I've also got an MP3 that's uh, free about that in my shop under the Healing Within series. And also I've got a whole page of links with free stuff under Unity and a drop down with free inner healing stuff. So you can access all that on my website. So don't worry if you haven't remembered it all now. It's all there as well for you. Thank you. That was a really good way to um, transmute anger. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I might try it next time. Um, oh my gosh, I've got a lot of questions for you, but in the essence of time, I'm going to ask a few more if, if that's okay with you. Um, what is the crystalline grid? Uh, the crystalline grid is, you can call it the crystalline grid, the ley lines, um, the dragon lines, and that was formed when the earth was first formed aeons and aeons ago. It was just sonic winds all around it. And it was completely uninhabitable by any star beings that could come in here. And so way back at that time, the dragon people and the serpent people, they came through the dimensional realms of the earth and they came into the inner earth. And the crystals were starting to get formed by energy and pressure and temperature. And so the crystals were getting formed within the earth. And so the dragons, what they did was, because dragons love crystals and gems, and they started to link the crystals up. So they actually created this crystalline grid that linked all the crystals up into a beautiful grid all around the world, which is electromagnetic energy. And then that actually created a force field that came right out around the surface of our Earth, which was completely uninhabitable before that. And then gradually, because that electromagnetic energy field was there, it started to create moisture. And then once moisture started to come, life started to come. So eventually you had little microbes and everything coming. And eventually you had plants and trees and eventually other star beings and other beings could come here. So the crystalline grid is still really working around the earth. And there are grid points. And where, where they meet, the crossover points where the grid meets, you can call them dragon layers or serpent doorways. Because dragons are there in the earth and many people work with dragons there are ancestors and they're beautiful beings and also the serpents the serpents are dragons without wings and the serpent energy is the wisdom the life force energy the kundalini the chakras the earth grids and it's a spiraling vortexing energy and so at those crossover points of the crystalline grid, that's where there's vortexes portals that are interdimensional doorways so they are then beings are able to travel through from other spaces and places, other dimensional realms, and be able to come through into the earth and vice versa, go out of the earth. So basically that's what the crystalline grid is. That's really interesting because I was <laughs> that's one of my questions I'd love to ask you about the portals or the vortexes. Um, is there any way we can find where those portexes portals and vortexes are well that's a good question because yes there's 
powerful, famous ones that people know. Obviously, Giza pyramids and Uluru, or you know, major, major places mm -hmm. on the planet. Um, but now, because things are shifting so fast, a lot of grid points and major places are shifting because some of you might have heard of the new earth or the higher dimensional earth and that has always been here it's just a higher dimension of our earth that is in fifth dimension and beyond which is a lot more harmony so the beings that exist in the fifth dimensional earth and beyond don't have to kill each other don't have to create all these dramas and scenarios the dark forces can't access them it's not all these duality games that are going on that in the third dimensional earth we're experiencing and transcending all the time and basically moving out of that pretty fast but we get we're getting new grid points as well and we've we've also got lots of other grids like when I first started working with grids it was a crystalline grid and working on harmonizing that and working with crystals and of course crystals are still the most beautiful beings it's mother earth has given us these beautiful gifts and each crystal is a being in itself and there's divas of the crystals as well and they are divine beings that help us to listen to ourselves because we are a crystal within ourselves we have the crystalline grid within us we also have um, a solar grid there was also the golden solar disks, which were these amazing golden solar disks that were existing the last time was in Lemuria when we were more connected to the source within us and we were connected through all the suns and through the sun and the inner earth. And these golden solar disks held codes of the living library of light and vibrated at the level of the central sun. And these disks were out being used. But of course, after Lemuria went down, then, of course, things started to get a bit out of balance. And then, of course, we had Atlantis go down as well. And, of course, we went into the dark cycle. And this was necessary. So don't think, oh, why did we have to descend like this? Because we were more etheric. We were, we were already who we were. We were traveling through interdimensional doorways. We were, we were really higher frequency beings but in order to do our mission here on this planet in a third density planet we had to come into bodies and be in a body physically now i know for most of us that's a freak out right when you first come in you don't want to be here be me up scotty you don't know how to work this body you feel limited by it all these sorts of things but we, there's only fear Okay, that's all it is, fear about being here, judgment about how horrendous this planet is, all the violence, all the terror, all the sadness, all the things that go down here. And we know on a human level, yes, it's, it's pretty horrible, but we have to love it. We have to accept all of that. We have to accept it in ourselves because we have to realize that what we see on the outer is what is in us. It's just a projection of what's going on in us. So we have all this fear in us. We have all this grief in us. We have all this pain in us. We feel separate from the source within us. And so our world seems to be a lot of pain because really the pain is in us. So the name of the game is to get inside us and love and accept all that pain we have inside of us, all that fear we have inside us. And then we see the world as it truly is, which is beautiful, which is divine, it's light, and we're just one with all the elementals, all the divas, all the nature spirits, all the higher beings. And the golden solar disks 
when went into the etheric realms because humanity was no longer able to access that. But anyway, they're coming back now. And in 1997, when I was in Peru with the group at Tiwanaku, or in Bolivia, sorry, um, the solar grid got activated. Like with all of these things that are happening and all these bigger picture works, it has to be in the right timing for most of the collective to be able to handle it. Because if we do these things too soon, it's counterproductive to the cause and it creates too much chaos because not enough beings are ready on this planet to cope with it. So everything has to be a process. So then we got the solar grid. We also have a light grid that connects all our higher selves. So you can link up with other friends, with people all around the planet. And when you start working more on the inner planes and in the bigger picture, you will find you will connect with people all over the world. They somehow come into your awareness, it might be through the internet, through emails, through what, however it is. And of course, the internet is fantastic for that, through social media, however it is. But we make contact with these beautiful souls and they could be living anywhere on the planet. And then suddenly we have little works to do with them and we're working with them on the inner planes and then that might shift and then other ones come in because everything's constantly moving and changing. It's nothing is staying still. So it's like all these grip points, they're shifting too. As we are shifting, everything is shifting. And now we're opening up to the new earth grid and that grid is liquid like plasma it's it's through us and it's like when we're in that grid we can just sort of flow and move as we will a lot easier we also have templates that are coming in we have new earth templates and light templates and of course they couldn't have come in before now either because of course we have to wait until there's enough people ready on the collective before this can take place but of course now so many people are waking up and it's really happening very fast now which is just so exciting and so amazing and as we're doing this talk this is on the 15th of July 2019 we're through this eclipse doorway and we've got a, a partial um, eclipse happening in a, in a day or so's time but the energy in this eclipse every eclipse and between the two eclipses, or sometimes there might even be three, there's a huge amount of energy going on that's giving us the opportunity to really be able to purify ourselves, to really be able to look inside and become more aware of all these little glitches in the system, all our little programs, all our little patternings that we're running on, that suddenly is starting to become more clearer to us. And we can actually start to see them and start to own them. But don't judge yourself. Don't put yourself down. We've all been programmed. We've all been implanted. We've all been running patterns. I mean, that's the deal, even to come onto this planet. We had to do all of that. We had to take all that on to be in density. So we are so brave. Give yourself a pat on the back for actually being here and coming through all this density from the higher realms because each and every one of you is a divine being. You're one with the source and you have come here as a divine being and as you did that of course you forgot who you were and then clunk in you are in this physical body and we know all the challenges that go on in our life daily to do with that but we are brief in this time now when we are really 
resolving all of this. We also have matrices, not just grids. And we have this dark matrix that has been placed here by the dark forces. Now, again, do not be scared of the dark forces, whether it's reptilians, black magicians, dark lords, whoever it may be, negative ETs, because in the greater reality, they all come from the one source. They, there's no separation. And if you fear them, you have part of you that has got that inside of you. And really, you are only fearing yourself. So go inside and love yourself as the black magician, the dark lord, the negative ET, whatever it is. Tell that inner aspect of you, the reptilian, I love you. I accept you exactly as you are until you get a sense. You don't have to be visual, but until you get a sense or a feeling that that inner dark one in you is now at peace. It feels connected. It feels open. It feels present. So we have, we're dissolving this dark matrix and we're creating a whole light matrix and a unified matrix. So the unified matrix is even here and we're going through a whole new energy of creation and we are opening up to the higher dimensional earth, the higher dimensions of ourselves. And like I mentioned before, even dissolving our chakras, our kundalini, our meridians, when, when we're ready and it's happening organically. But for those people that are still so-called asleep or think what's she even going on about well you're planting i'm planting a seed okay and down the track you'll know what i'm on about and all i can say to you is good on you you're one of the smart ones because when i came in i came in in the in the 1950s the energy was really dense and boy have i had to slog it out in this lifetime to understand and to get where i'm at now but you're smart so you're just going to wake up in a blink of an eye and, and you're going to just suddenly one day you won't know anything. The next day you'll be on and you will have it all within you and everything will be awakened within you. And in that blink of an eye, and it won't feel funny, it won't feel weird, it will feel normal because all this multidimensional stuff is normal. It's who we are, who we truly are. and so. It's not something weird, it's real. This is what's real. That the illusion has been the way we've been operating on this planet with all these control dramas, with all this fear, with all this terror, with all this imbalance. That's the illusion, that's the unreal stuff. But as we get real and as we awaken to who we truly are, our energy field just gets so incredibly alive and radiant. And we don't have to do anything. So don't think, oh, do I have to become like her or do I have to learn astrology or become a psychic or whatever? No, you don't have to do any of that stuff, okay? All you have to do is be who you are. Still do your job, still do your life. Whatever it is, your heart will guide you. You don't have to figure it out with your head. Your inner self, your heart will guide you for everything you need to do, whatever you do, get out of that head of yours because as long as you're in your head trying to figure it out, you're not going to get anywhere. You need to come down and be in your heart like with those little exercises we've done before, simple little things, but they work. You just have to do them a few times before they do and 
the more of us that are this beam that are just holding this pure love, unconditional love and total acceptance and allowing, we just allow, we don't judge, we don't try and control anything, we don't try and make anything happen, but we just hold the energy and we hold it through all worlds and dimensions, through all time and space, from the stillness, from the absolute peace within where all is manifest and so the more of us that do this we're just these beautiful beams all around this planet so we are the portal we are the vortex we are the pyramid we are the diamond we are the crystal we are all of it it's all within us we don't even have to go outside we don't have to go looking for anything it's all inside of you and whatever you do if you want to go to sacred sites, and there's plenty of them around this planet, and, and you can Google them, or, or I shouldn't say Google, sorry, cut that one out. Other, other search engines. You That's don't okay. Google. Um, this last thing you want to use. Um, but anyway, I've got that written down in somewhere too that I can let people know about, more healthy web search engines. But anyway, but whatever you do, don't just go running off thinking, oh, I've got to go to this place or that place. Oh, she got really zapped there. So, oh, I'm going to have this experience there. Don't even go there with that stuff, okay? Because if you go running off to these places and you're not really invited and you're not called, well, you can find you get into a bit of difficulty. You need to listen to your inner voice. You, these places call us. They call us when we're ready. Like, for example, years ago in the early 80s, I went to Uluru and I was living in Adelaide at the time and it called me. I never went because I thought, oh, yeah, Uluru is really groovy. I've got to go there. It called me when it was the right time. And I was practicing. I was doing my healing thing in those days and my partner packed the car up and, and we lived in Adelaide. It was all dirt roads in those days. It took about three or four days just to drive up there in the dirt road and the old Holden panel van and dust everywhere, red dust through everything. And anyway, from the minute I got in that car, I never had a cold, but I just had mucus pouring out of my nose. And I was just like ridiculous. I was just going through masses of rolls of toilet paper, tissues, and it was just like I couldn't believe how much was just releasing out of me. And then back then, you were allowed to go on the rock and no disrespect to the guardians, the Aboriginal sacred ones that honour and hold the space there. But my inner self allowed me. I was allowed to go. Only I only went because I was given the permission to go on the inner. And I got up on the rock. And the minute I got up there, everything just changed. All the mucus stopped. And I came back to Adelaide. And the way I did healing and the way I did everything was completely shifted. But I went there because I was called. It's the same when I went to Egypt. I'd been wanting to go there for years, but I had to wait. I had to wait. And then it wasn't until 2002, and I was finally allowed to go. And anyway, I got there. I got off the plane, and I flew with Egypt Air, and oh, my God, that was a bit of a trip in itself. And, and then I, I got there, and I, I manifested to stay at Mina House. And that was that's another mission. There's a whole lesson in abundance with all of this. And I, but anyway, we don't have enough time. But anyway, I got there, and I got manifested this room, right looking at the pyramids. I mean, it was a real, and I've always travelled with no money and all the rest of it. Anyway, here I was. I had a bath because I'd been travelling for about 50 hours. 
And then I just wasn't going to go to sleep or anything. I raced over to the pyramids and I didn't even realize that they were only open at certain times. They only let so many people in. To me, I was just going home. Anyway, I rocked up there. I paid for my little ticket. I rocked up and got into the pyramid and there were the, the, the guards there. And they're saying to me, oh, you can't, you can only go up to the, into the king's chamber and come, come back down. And I'm sort of thinking to them, what the heck are you talking about, mate? This is my home. I'm going to just go and hang out. And I've been to my parents before. I just sat on them all day long for days on end and all that. So I kind of wasn't in their space. Anyway, this, this, this guardian, this guard, he, he looked me in the eyes and he could see because those dudes, they know what's going on. They really do. They might look like this third dimensional people, but they are really switched on. And he said to me, he said, look, he said, you go up through the king's chamber, you go up and, and sit on the other side of the sarcophagus. And he said, and wait for me to come up. So anyway, I go up there and there's, there's this group of um, spiritual people that are actually in the the king's chamber at the time they're making all these amazing chants and sounds and I thought wow how fantastic so I'm walking up the gallery with all this amazing sounds going on anyway I get up there then then they have to leave and I'm standing there and I'm sort of thinking okay he told me to go and sit behind this sarcophagus so I'm sitting there and the next minute I'm just boom I'm going I'm going on this whole journey in the celestial the celestial Nile, I'm going to the temple of physical mortality, I'm having this amazing trip on the inner planes going on and then I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, this is groovy and then the guard comes up and there's no one else in the king's chamber and the next thing, him and I are standing there facing each other, we're doing all these mudras, we're doing all these sounds it's just happening spontaneously, all the walls of the pyramid are going jum, 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 and all this energy's going on then he invites me, I never would have gone in that sarcophagus unless I was invited, I don't do anything unless I'm invited. He invited me to go into the sarcophagus. So there I am lying there with my hands and the whole Egyptian thing. The next thing I've got all oh, my cells are just little serpents and everything's going all through me. I think, wow, trippy, thank you. And then this guy, this guardian, he says, oh, do you want to go into the, into the, into the queen's chamber? And of course that's all locked off. And I'm sort of thinking, oh yeah, might as well, not even realizing how privileged I was because I was just sort of thinking, oh yeah, I'm home, what, what's the deal, you know? And anyway, then he gets the key, no sex or bakshish. Anyone that's been a female going to Egypt will know what I mean when I say no sex. <laughs> but anyway, no sex or bakshish had to be given to get this happening. And then he let me in and he actually had to lock the door behind me. So I crawled down into the queen's chamber. It was in the dark and he locked the door behind me. I'm in there and then he said, told me when he turns the light on and unlocks the door for me to come out because I wasn't supposed to be in there no one was supposed to be in there anyway I do when I come out and then for the next three days I go into that king's chamber and I'm thinking as I'm in there I'm all there on my own and I'm thinking where are all the tourists because when I come out there's like heaps of buses and there's thousands of tourists everywhere and of course they've all been going up into the king's chamber and coming back out again but I didn't see any of them to me, when I was in there, there was no one else there. And, and of course, because I was in another dimension. But again, you don't feel any different. You just feel normal. And, of course, then I realised later, I had lots of other wild experiences in Egypt too, but we don't have time for that. But what I realised was I did this activation art of the King's Chamber, the Queen's Chamber. I wrote this book about it all because then it was to help other people to be able to have those experiences. So 
I had to have those experiences so that then I could share that, not just only with my energy field, but even with my art and my guided meditations and books and when I used to take workshops and stuff, so that other people could experience that space as well. Wow. <laughs> Solantra, thank you so much for showing up today with such wisdom and knowledge and honesty and humour and incredible energy. You've got so much energy, it's overwhelming. <laughs> Sorry, I might have to put the volume down a bit. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I guess on a final note, is there anything you particularly like to share of importance for you to our audience? Um, probably just really what I've, I've said to, well, for a start at the moment with what's going on, please try and honour yourself and take time out. If you can take some time out to be in nature, you don't, it doesn't matter if you don't meditate or do anything spiritual, cosmic, it's not about that. It's just be with nature Give yourself some downtime. Get away from all the craziness that our modern world is just spinning so fast with. Just take some deep, slow breaths in. Drink lots of water. Look after your body. Honour yourself. And just do some deep breathing to just allow yourself to get into that still space a bit. And you might just want to put out, just with an intention, that. You're always connected to the source of divine love and oneness, that you're always connected to the source within you and to your own divine self, and that you just ask that you can remember, remember who you are, and that your journey is full of joy, full of love, full of peace, and that you can be humble, and that you can be present, fully present and in your body, because it's so important that we are fully present in our body and our body is light. Every cell of our body is light. It doesn't matter that you don't think it is because it is. It's just vibrating at a different vibration. But if you can just do some nice little things like that, have the nice bath, just be sit on the beach or go for a swim or just sit on the rock somewhere or just go and hug the trees, be with nature, open up to the elemental energies more. The elementals love you. And it's so important to connect with them now. Just honour the trees, honour the plants. Give thanks and gratitude for everything that you have, for your friends, for your family, for the money you have, the air you breathe, the food you eat, for where you live. Just give gratitude for everything you have because we are so blessed to be here and to have these beautiful bodies that we have and to be in this time that we're in now because this is it. We are experiencing the total integration of heaven and earth, spirit and matter through us and it has to be through our physical body. So we really need to love and honour our physical body and do everything we can to give ourselves kindness and compassion and also just to see with everyone else in your life, no matter how much they bug you or push your buttons, try and go beyond their fear and just realise it's just their fear that's projecting out. Don't take it personally. It's only their fear. Go, go through their fear. 
break through their fear and see who they really are, see the divine being they truly are. And if you can do that, that will help them so much and it will also help you so much. So thank you so much, Lucia, for inviting me today and for all you beautiful people that are watching this. I just feel so much love and just greet you all in the one heart and just give so much thanks and gratitude for all of you for being here on this beautiful planet as we're transiting into the higher dimensions because we all do it together. We're all a team. So thank you so much. So, Lindra, it's been a delight, a really delight to have you on the show. Um, and you've taught me a lot of new things and definitely food for thought. I've got a lot to think about. So it's been really inspiring and passionately wonderful. So thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow Passion Harvest on Instagram or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and please rate and review it. Share it with a friend and inspire them to develop their passion. Goodbye and until next time, keep spreading that passion.